Welcome to Streamable, the podcast about the best streaming content out there. We're going to be reviewing shows and movies from Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney+, Peacock, whatever other services they come up with. So sit back, listen to our review, and then you can tell us how wrong we are on Twitter. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Brett. And together we have over 57 years of movie watching experience. Wait, we were watching movies when we were born? Shh, shut up. The Rings of Power, or the story of how two giant nerds run a $715 million TV series. <laughs> okay. I, I just want to, so Rings of Power's out, Lord of the Rings series, you know. I was just looking at the writing credits for the showrunners. They literally have almost nothing. And I was like, how is this possible? How would Amazon trust what is essentially over a billion dollar series will be to to totally unknown people. So the story is... Okay. There was a bunch of pitches. Like, I guess, I don't know how Amazon did this, whatever. Clearly they wanted to develop some Lord of the Rings show, but it was that, it was that vague, apparently. A bunch of people had generic pitches. These two nerds had a fully thought-out plan for 50 hours worth of television. They the? also... The storyline and the time period that they pitched was, without their knowledge, almost exactly what Simon Tolkien, grandson to J.R.R., wanted to do. Hmm. So uh, they also impressed him by speaking Elvish and quoting J.R.R. Tolkien in the conversation. Nice. So they're two giant Tolkien nerds, apparently, and, I mean, got a little lucky, had a good idea. Whatever. But uh, essentially that's how uh, John D. Payne and Patrick McKay became showrunners for one of the biggest television shows ever produced, at least financially. And that's how it should be. I mean, anytime we're working with like a a franchise or something that is like this big, it should pretty much be in the hands of somebody that's a huge fan of it. Because otherwise people just... Otherwise you get screwed the up. new Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. I mean, that one was in the hands of a fan for the first one, but the problem was it wasn't planned out and had other issues. And then it went to a bunch of randos, yeah. The bigger comparison is always the thing I complain about on the the podcast all the time. The DC universe. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I don't know if we ever talked about on the podcast. We've talked about the merger, certainly, and, and the impacts, but they were looking for you know, they're Kevin Feige, and the guy that they had as a frontrunner had zero comic experience in any of his professional work. Now, I guess he could have been a huge comic nerd behind the scenes, but, like, Kevin Feige did everything. Like, he did all the crappy movies, and I just felt like he was perfect because he had the experience, kind of what not to do, for the most part, frankly, but he had experience, and this guy had nothing, but apparently he's out anyway, so hopefully they find some nerd. Like, seriously, just get one of the comic writers to do it. I'm sure they've produced or been involved on some of the shows and movies and stuff. Like, I don't know. Even if they don't have film experience, so far they've tried people with just film experience, and it's been horrible. I'd rather them just try somebody who has, you know, an actual appreciation for the characters and the comics. We want nerds who know the source material if you're going to adapt things. Yes. Anyway, all right. Well, we're talking about Rings of Power, not 
general nerd stuff, but yeah, it's apparently show run by two nerds. So yeah, in case you haven't heard, two episodes came out September 1st. Uh, they're a little over an hour each. And uh, the first season is only eight episodes, but I think it's already filming a second season and I think might have been confirmed for a third season already. Wow. Because, uh, I mean, when you invest this much money, it was literally... Oh, no, sorry. A five-season commitment. They've already oh. committed... I think, like, the, the estate probably had that requirement when they sold it, so... And the rights alone were 250 mil. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... Um, the one thing I was going to ask about those... So, does this just cover stuff from the Silmarillion or how does the story aspect of it work? No, I mean I think I think it is largely uh made up. Like I think there's okay. notes and I I mean the Silmarillion itself is just a bunch of notes from J.R.R. that uh his son composed, I think essentially. So it wasn't super cohesive. Like there's not it's not the Lord of the Rings, it's not the Hobbit. There's not source material from J.R.R. that covered this period. It's a bunch of different notes about how things formed and what happened. And yeah, the, the rise of Sauron, the downfall of Numenor, the elves and men alliance, you know, that, that kind of all um, has been referenced, but I, I think it's very vague. And I think the idea of Galadriel in this show, she's very clearly the main character, is almost essentially completely fictionalized, as far as I know. But mm -hmm. I haven't read the Silmarillion in a long time, and I think there's other notes and things, and obviously his grandson is involved, so I don't know. I think it's it's, you know, heavily influenced by Tolkien, but mostly its own thing. I see, okay. Yeah, I mean, I only had a chance to watch the first two episodes. But so far, production quality is insane. I love it. Um, and I liked all the actors. It's been it's been pretty solid so far, which I, I guess I, you kind of expect when they spend so much money on it. But sorry, it kind of felt like, like uh, kind of what I experienced a little bit when I was watching, you know, the movies when I was like an 11 year old or whenever they came out. That was so long ago. The production is different and i think when i saw the trailers first off i don't think the trailers were good uh, i think the trailers for the show were actually bad because they send me in with very low expectations which is kind of nice because then you know it turned out pretty good but it just it, this trailers especially seemed like very bright and like oversaturated compared to the lord of the rings which the fellowship maybe had a little bit of that but for the most part was a very very dark series and The Hobbit was really dark, too, but, uh, well, let's not worry about The Hobbit. I don't think most people liked The Hobbit. But yeah, this is, for those that don't know, thousands of years before the events of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, and the only relevant characters are elves, because they're immortal. But young Galadriel, young Elrond, I, I don't think... Oh, Gil-galad was in, kind of, but yeah. And that's probably about it. And then there's some random humans who, you know, are obviously going to die because humans. There's the Harfoots, who are like predecessors to the the, um, the Hobbits. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because 
I was like, are they predecessors or was it just a different name for hobbits at the time? Or uh, I, think, I, I think they're not quite the same. I mean, it's only like a, whatever, a couple thousand years, but I think there is some kind of an evolutionary kind of offshoot. Right, because they're, they're migratory here. Right, they're very nomadic, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it might be more cultural than actual genetic, but because well, one of the characters' names is Brandy Buck, right? So it's like, is that that's that's a name that's yeah? I didn't think they yeah. were supposed to be like direct descendants. Maybe they are. I don't know. I mean, I think this is all fictional stuff, mm. um, and I think it's Brandy Foot, not Brandy Buck. So that's it's a little different. Oh, maybe I misheard it. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, I don't want to spoil episode three, so I'm not going to say anything. Uh, <laughs> you should sure. watch episode three. Oh, well, episode two had the dwarf, right? Yeah, Durin is in yes. two. Yeah. Who I Ooh. think was Gimli's great great grandfather or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in that line. But yeah, he's in uh, Casa Doom, which becomes the horrible orc ridden mines of Moria, but it's like a awesome city. Was Thorin also from the line of Durin or no? Uh yes. I think cuz I think Thorin was cousins with Gimli's dad. I, okay. That, that makes sense. Something like that. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. there's something in there anyway. But yeah, so the you know, this mishmash of characters which in the trailer I was really worried about it not having a central thread. Still kind of doesn't, but I can see where it's going, and each part separately works very well, so I'm not too concerned. Episode 3 is when you really start to see, like, oh, I see where they're going to go with this, to be honest. Like, the first two episodes, I think, are good, but I think the third episode is by far the strongest. Mm, And as of this recording, a fourth episode is out that I have not seen, but I am looking forward to and may actually watch right after this podcast. (laughs) Okay. Uh, the third episode is very, very good, in my opinion. It's the best one of the series. So, you missed out, but yeah. If for some reason you didn't like the two episode, the first two episodes, uh, if you were on the fence about the first two episodes, which I was maybe... I was surprised it was better than I expected, but I was still a little on the fence. Third episode's where it's at. Okay. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not, like, the biggest Lord of the Rings fan. Like, I haven't, I haven't like, read the books and stuff. Um... But I mean, I, I love the movies. I, I've read The Hobbit, but for me, yeah, it was it was cool. I liked it. I, I liked the idea of kind of seeing, you know, young Elrond and Galadriel, and and, and what they're up to. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I really wasn't sure how it was going to work, and I mean, I'd have to go back. I haven't watched the movies in a very long time, but I I, I feel like. There's parts of Galadriel's character that don't fit with the Lord of the Rings Galadriel because she is completely hellbent on destroying Sauron here. And in the Lord of the Rings, she felt very passive and like, I'm just going to, you know, leave Middle Earth. So I don't care. You know, I don't know. We don't know what happens to her over the course of five seasons of show. True. True. (laughs) Yeah. I am curious, too, if it's going to have time skips like obviously the humans. Whatever. But you could also literally time skip between seasons and, you know, have them die off and bring new people in. So that I, I, it might be interesting because the elves are always around that you could do 100 year time skips or something like actually crazy. Yeah. 
that, that is that is a good point. You can do that. I mean, um, where does the timeline fall in terms of when Isildur fails I to? I do not want to tell you that. Okay. Just keep watching. Okay. Uh, episode three is where it's at, man. All right. All right, all right. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, I don't want to say. But also, we should do a rewatch of the three movies at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to do the full extended edition 20 yeah. hour day? Just the whole day, man. Maybe we can, like, uh, nah, I don't know how much that would cost. Rent out a theater? <laughs> yeah, just, just watch all they three. They don't all. let you play, like, random movies, though. I mean, maybe a random theater, but AMC doesn't. Well, it's not, it's not like I, I, I own these on Blu-ray, so it's not like I'd be stealing them. <laughs> like, can't they just project uh, yeah, this I, shit? I, no, I think they have to have licensing or something. Like, no. it's weird. Anyway. All right, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to move into, like, like you said, the actors are all very good. They're completely unknowns. I don't know a single actor in this series. Um, I don't the think. mains, I don't. But, uh, like, some of the side people I did... I forgot their names right now, but one of the elves when he's talking to Elrond is like the guy that played uh Yo Galad? Maybe it was Benjamin uh, Walker. That name doesn't sound familiar. But anyway, he was like the the final bad guy in like the Spartacus series. Cause he was uh I don't even remember the character's name right now. But the richest man ever. Um Wow. So I, I recognize him, but yeah, it is very random. So it's like, it's like, do they just grab random New oh, Zealand actually, actors you know, again? You, you know who I recognized? The who? human woman in the Southlands. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's from, How I, met from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I had to look her up. I was like, wait, who is she? I recognize her, and yeah, uh, that's literally the only actor I got though so far. So, but I mean, everyone's good. I think some of them are. I think the main actress is Welsh or something. So they're you know, she actually reminded me of Rebecca Ferguson. Like so I looked it up, and she was Swedish and Welsh. So I was like, "All right, ah, it fits." Yeah, yeah. you know, elves. Although I guess you know, elves <laughs> aren't aren't all white people now. People have problems with that, and whatever. It it really doesn't matter at all. Like it's good to see not all white people. To be honest, I I look back and I'm like, wait, Lord of the Rings was way too fucking white. Yeah, well, I mean, we shouldn't get into it, but J.R.R. Tolkien's descriptions of certain things are also not always the most PC, so... Yes, fine, but yeah. um, it's a little weird that there's not people of color in The Lord of the Rings, Oh, for sure. Literally every for character sure. is white. Yeah, but we grew up with that, where it was like, all fantasy series was like, oh yeah, it's just white people. It's like, okay, I guess black people don't exist in... <laughs> fantasies it's novels i mean i guess it was sense. very based on medieval europe and there frankly wouldn't have been much more than white people around so okay but yeah it's weird anyway i, I have no problem with the people of color in this so the other people do and have been complaining about it but it it it's not noticeable like it just feels normal so i don't know why you'd have a problem with it yeah, it, the only reason to have a problem with it, it, we know why you have a problem with it. It's, the race. It's, it's like, yeah, it's like it, it, it does not detract from the show at all. It, it just adds, you know, more normal realism. So, I, I, okay. Anything else to say about the series? The music to me does not stand out. 
like the music for the Lord of the Rings is like, oh my god, yes, some of the best music ever. The music for this is just there. Yeah, so I feel like it, it's a little weaker. The visuals, like I said, it's a little more saturated and bright than the Lord of the Rings, but it's fine. It's not as bad. The, uh, legitimately, the trailers made it look bad, and I don't know how or why, but the show looks good. I wonder uh, if it'll feel darker as more of the like yes. evil sets in. Right, like Keep it, watching it, the show, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right now, two episodes in, it wasn't like as drastic, so I figured that would be the lightness there. Okay, anything else to say on it? I want to get into a little bit spoilers, kind of, for the second episode. I mean, I think if you like fantasy, watch this. If you don't like fantasy, I don't know that this transcends like Game of Thrones does. You know what I mean? Like, I, I kind of think you have to be into fantasy to watch this. Yeah, I mean, th this is targeted towards people that are into Lord of the Rings and, and fantasy in general, right? Like, it, it 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 doesn't have the political intrigue and stuff that Game of Thrones had for for the average person. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty much only if you're into fantasy. But, I mean, I think a lot of people were into Lord of the Rings, especially in our generation. So, I, I think... I'm curious if someone could watch this without watching the Lord of the Rings. Like, I, I will try that, because my brother somehow, I don't know how... Has never seen Lord of the Rings. Your brother. Yeah. What are you doing? Well, he's a lot older than me. I can't like force him to watch movies. So I, that's curious. Yeah, that's a good experiment <laughs> so because to get him to watch this and see. We, if he... we obviously very much know what's coming. We we just want to see how it plays out, right? Essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm very curious to see someone who has a fresh perspective on that. That would be yeah, interesting experiment. I'm trying to see if I can get him to watch it. All right, spoilers or ratings? Well, let's, get, let's get ratings done first. That way, if somebody does just want to skip out on our spoilers. Okay. Uh, right. they well, can I mean, yeah, 100% streamable for me. If you've ever liked any Lord of the Rings stuff, if you like fantasy, if you don't, I don't know. I'd still tell you to watch it because I think it might be a good way to get into fantasy. But if it's not your thing, it's probably not your thing. He basically said what I was going to say. Yeah. Same, same exact thing. All right. All right. So, what do you think? Ratings. The Rings of Power. It's got to be doing good, Wait. right? Uh, how do I see? No, 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 no. Show me the first season. There we go. Uh, 339 critics ratings, which seems suspiciously low. Why would this not have 500 plus at this point? But whatever. 339 critics. Uh, it's... I don't know. I, I like it, so I'm I'm assuming it's pretty high. It's got to be eighty-seven. Okay, audience twenty-six thousand. Now I'm gonna help you out a little bit on this one. People are racist. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, I forgot about that. I was like, it's gotta make, be good. Make, and it's like, no, your racist adjustment for the fact that people are giving it zeros. Well, how many audience scores are there? Twenty-six thousand. Which also seems low. Yeah, but I wonder what the percentage of racists are. Like, like without racists, I would say that like just based on regular audience and like maybe real fans, they're like big fans might not appreciate it for not being like canon or something. Might have lowered it, and it would be like in the seventies. With racists, I gotta assume it's gotta be dropping down into like the fifties, forties, 
50, 48. Critics rating 84. Okay, that's close. Very close. Audience 39. I mean, the audience. Oh, my God. You just throw that out. People are fucking stupid. That's 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 got to be a lot of racism. I can't think you are right. There are going to be hardcore Tolkien nerds that are like, this is not good enough. They're making shit up. I hate this. But that is a very small percentage of the people that will actually watch this show. There's a lot of people that are racist, apparently about 50 percent, I would imagine, because that should be like double what it is. I, I hate that that's a thing. Like, I, well, I mean, I hate the racists exist to begin with, but I just hate that this yeah, that's one that's like random thing. Level. Like, I saw a black person in a TV show, so I don't like it anymore. So we must brigade the fucking thing and, like, absolutely uh, downvote the, the show or movie. It's horrible. Yeah. So anyway, 84% is much more accurate. I'm... I mean, Lord of the Rings won awards and shit, so it was obviously very good. I think it is almost low, probably because visually it's not as deep, and definitely the music is lacking. So I think there's maybe a couple points off for some people there. But I didn't have uh, any problem with the visuals, but yeah, I'll give you the music. The music doesn't feel as like like soul touching as like the Lord of the Rings soundtrack was. And maybe we'll get there. You know, there hasn't been a lot of huge moments so far, to be honest. So, we'll yeah, see. but even like the happy parts of Lord of the Rings music is like, yeah, it's good. Anyway, DMCA <laughs> can't sing more than that. Uh, okay, so spoilery things I want to get into. Feel free to skip the podcast from the rest of this point. Um, remind me where episode two ended. I don't even remember where episode two ended. I think it ends with the stranger, who I'm assuming is Gandalf. Um, yeah, and the, coming down from the stars. And then what about... No, 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 the, no. no. The, the, he, he is already down from the stars. He fell down from the stars in episode one. Uh, in oh, episode right. two, I think it's him showing the, the Firefly things and then trying to explain to the uh, the Hobbit lady that what, what he's trying to find, basically, which I assume is other Maiar. Right? Because yeah, that's what I'm assuming so- that is. So, uh, I mean, a lot of people speculated that it was Gandalf before the series, but now I've seen during the series that a lot of people think it's someone else. And I honestly haven't looked at it because I don't want to be spoiled, but I was like 100% that's Gandalf. So why would people think it's someone else? I don't know. What other... Was, were there like Maiar precursors? Or... Like, yeah. Well, I guess because he the fall is so dark and fiery, maybe they thought it was evil. But I mean, it's got to be Gandalf. I, I would think, especially because like he's interacting with the Harfoots, like that makes sense that he has right. such an affinity for hobbits later on. Like yeah, that yeah. Just fits too well. Exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, did you see orcs yet? Um, I don't think I saw orcs in the modern setting of the show. I only saw the orcs they were fighting in the beginning during the, the, the war part. Okay. Uh, I was just wait, wait, hold on. on. Was that an orc or a goblin? That, so I saw one in, in the, the Southlands. Yeah, that was... Okay, okay, that's okay, where, okay, that's okay, where okay, I okay. thought that ended. Okay, okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I saw one, that. I thought that part was weird and it looked really kind of bad. Honestly. It looked way better than the Hobbit shit. Right? Mm-hmm. The fully CGI stuff. But in the third episode, you'll see orcs, and they're even better than the Lord of the Rings ones. So, like, oh, okay. I think they went even better on practical and 
I don't know, maybe enhanced a little bit with... It, it seems totally practical, but I don't know. It just looks even better. Practical is always the way to go if you can pull it off. Yeah, they look real good. And then what else? I think that was the only other spoilery thing. Oh, Galadriel is on the ship, yes? With the human guy. Yes. She, yeah, yeah, Okay. That's where it ended, actually. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That was the last scene. I don't fully understand his role other than to just be another character. He doesn't make any sense to me because, well, you'll see. They got picked up by a ship, right? And you don't know who it is? No. Yeah. Yeah. It'll make more sense soon. But, like, is he supposed to be like a Numenorian too? No. Or... Okay. He's from the Southlands. So I think he's going to tie back into... Well, because he talked about how he saw a symbol in the Southlands, right? And it was the symbol of Sauron or something. Yeah. That was in episode two, I think. So... I, I, he's going to lead her back to the Southlands, I think is the gist of it. But then I feel like he's a worthless, like he's literally just guiding her there. I don't know. We'll see. All right. I think that's about all I had. Do you have anything else on Rings of Power? No. The only random tidbit I had was just about Gladriel's hair. Nothing ever captures it like the, the books and stuff tell you it's supposed to be because the most random piece of token trivia that I know is the the whole thing with Gimli getting her hair is apparently huge because right. yeah, uh, her hair was like freaking magic and well no not only that but like what's his name um, the guy that made the Silmarils I forgot his name but anyways he asked for her hair on like three separate occasions she always said no and he was like one of the greatest elves of all time or something and then when Gimli sheepishly asks for it she ends up giving him three strands of hair because she apparently had the ability to see into the hearts of people and like only saw greed and stuff in the, the elfish guy. And then like, then then to, to basically give the, this dwarf three times what she denied that guy means that, you know, she sees this goodness in Gimli and, and uh, I, I, cool. I think that's the actress's natural hair though. So that's like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible to actually show Galadriel's hair on screen, I think, based on how they describe it, because it's supposed to light up but, like the, yeah, the I think it would be tree in Valinor. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, right. yeah, I, I, good show, though. I, I like it. I'm excited to see more. Especially if we know that it's going to get five seasons, hopefully. Nothing goes wrong there. I, I mean, yeah, they made a commitment to the estate for five seasons and one bill in production and i think the first season already did 750 or something or maybe that includes the 250 that they spent on licensing i don't know point is hopefully these super nerdy showrunners and uh tolkien's grandson i mean they said they planned out 50 episodes that's five seasons right they're doing eight episodes for the first season so fits Right. If they literally sold them on that, then they they already have the whole thing written. It sounds like nearly. Well, if they do eight episodes per season, that's um, that's yeah. six seasons. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they'll all be eight. Mm. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, and also, weirdly, um, most of this was filmed in New Zealand because that's Middle Earth now officially. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but because of COVID, some of it was in the UK. So I don't know if there's... I assume they just did interior stuff in the UK and were, like, waiting to get back out. But I'm curious to know if there's any, uh, you know, locations in the UK that were used. Mm. But I don't know. Anyway, random little tidbit. So what else are we watching? Uh, I started Cobra Kai. Um, it's like season three or something. Season five. Jeez. Yeah, it's been going on for a while, dude. Wow. But you know me, I like I don't Karate understand Kid. It. I mean, I like <laughs> I, Karate Kid, but I don't understand how there's five seasons of a show about this. It's a little bit of like high school drama if you were yeah, into that that's stuff. And then and then it's um, a Karate Kid stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I like it. Interesting. Uh, Rick and Morty season six started. I didn't so even I'm watch season that. five, but I'll go back through it. Season six starts off with some actual like um, overarching story stuff. Like, so th- th- they've been touching on like instead of just having the side like random crap that happens in Rick and Morty, they they have the overarching story for Rick and like what his motivations are and stuff that they they kind of ex- they they kind of explained it in in season five, but in like a writer's going like, hey. Fuck you guys for asking about this all the time. You want it? Here, here's all of it. <laughs> just, oh, just an just info doing, dump. Yeah, just doing an info dump episode basically. But it was funny and it's kind of cool. And then like season six, episode one also touches on that. So I wonder if we'll we'll actually see more actual progress on that uh, over the course of of the season or not. Interesting. But then again, season six, episode two was also just like a ball episode that like, didn't have anything to do with anything else. Those are the only two I'm watching right now. I gotta watch uh, Only Murders in the Building season two. I've heard it's pretty good. Wait, did you you watch all of season one? Yes. Oh, how did it turn out? I mean, that wasn't wasn't a bad show. Just wasn't my thing. I liked it. Uh, I, I uh, like I've murder heard mysteries that it has and a stuff. Very strong following. <laughs> it's funny, uh, just because they also end up with a like, very strong podcast following in the show. Yeah, it was good. I like it. Uh, if you like murder mysteries, it, it's it's fun there, and then. Yeah, Steve Martin. Not Martin short was a party, joy. Uh, overall, no. I think the after party was more fun because of of the style in which you got to explore the mystery with the multiple stories and stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas this one kind of gave you little clues and stuff, and then people guessed who it was, but it was also kind of a little bit out of left field character. It was like, oh, it's just this person because they, why are they there? It's suspicious. Like in the show, it was a little meta gaming to guess who the, the murderer was, but I know it's all right. And I've heard season two is pretty good. So I gotta, I gotta check that out. All right. Well, uh, the only other thing I think I'm watching is house of dragon. Oh yeah. Uh, I gotta start that too. It's good. It's different. It's much more focused and slower paced. So Game of Thrones, some of the strength of it, I think, was that it bounced between characters and always kept you interested. Mm-hmm. This is always the same family, and it's it's a little slow in that regard. The last two episodes especially, quite honestly, have been almost nothing but talking. So... I don't know. It's starting to lose me a little bit. The first two episodes were better than the last two, uh, than three and four. But I think a fifth episode... No, I guess it comes out on Sunday, so... I'll see. 
I'll probably make it through the first season at least at this point. And I don't know. I'm very curious to know how both of these shows are doing, Rings of Power and House of Dragon, because well, they Amazon had to, frankly competing in my opinion. I mean, Amazon had to shut off ratings and stuff because people are racist. Well, so, yeah, fine. I just mean pure numbers. I don't know if they're going to release it or not. Oh, we'll I see. mean, none of these services really do, but you can usually get an idea. Um, I might look that up because I'm curious. And yeah, I don't think I'm really watching anything else. I did watch, so we were debating between this and uh, Samaritan, which is the Sylvester Stallone wants to be a superhero movie on Amazon. Not good, quite honestly. Not worth the watch. There wasn't a lot for me to say about it, so there wasn't much point in reviewing it. It's It's just, meh. Sylvester Stallone wanted to get in on the superhero craze. It's kind of, it's kind I of unique. It'd be like, it's, it's kind of an interesting twist because well, I figured it was going to be like Hancock, the Will Smith it, movie. No, it's darker than that. It's not a comedy. It, it it tries to be kind of dark, but then it also goes a little cheesy. It it has a little bit of tone problems. It's unique, but it has just bad execution, in my opinion. I see. Uh, I mean, Stallone's fine, but the the writing and, yeah, the writing's the weak part, I think. They had a good idea and, and failed to execute. Mm. Um, and it was really weird to have Sylvester Stallone, quite honestly. It's like, all right, I guess he just wanted to be a superhero. Yeah. That's what all the action heroes are now. When he was doing it, they were, like, PTSD the Marines and stuff. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> he did have a little Rocky scene in it, because... I mean, he has to. Makes sense. I, don't I, know, I, I might still it. check it out. Yeah, it wasn't horrible, but whatever. All right. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on all the popular social media sites at StreamablePod and listen to the podcast on your favorite platforms. Please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review.